Welcome to Overhead Space, where business leaders learn about the new dynamics of our changing world so they can grow their companies within it. My name is Jane Cavalier, longtime business and brand strategist, and I'm your host as we speak with some incredible people from business, academia, philanthropy, entertainment, government, technology, and more. You'll hear extraordinary insights and real-world experiences that will broaden your mind, inspire new thinking, and hopefully help you connect the dots in new ways. Today, I'm here with media executive John McMiniman, who has spent over 30 years in the media industry with companies including Dow Jones, Turner Broadcasting, NBC Universal, Gannett, and Ripple TV. Today, John is a senior executive with Adomni, a leading player in the booming digital out-of-home marketplace. And we're going to talk about the power of digital out of home for building brands, especially in today's growing ad-free media and entertainment world. I've always been a huge fan of this kind of media because it works to put brands into the community where they can be seen, felt, and talked about. John, I'm so excited to have you here and to talk about this brand building opportunity because I don't think many business leaders understand what's available to them today. Just to be clear for everyone who's listening, John, can you explain to us what is digital out of home? Digital out of home is a network of uh, screens that could be in a variety of places. They can be roadside billboards, they could be street furniture, they could be in subways, malls, doctor's offices, college campuses, uh, bars, restaurants, etc. that deliver dynamic advertising and promotional messages to the consumers or audiences that are in those different uh, venues. Okay, so when you talk about out-of-home screens, give me some detail on the types of screens. Where are they? How many are there? What sizes are they? Well, they vary in size. I mean, there's uh, just about probably about, I think, about 300,000 across the United States. Uh, they vary in size depending on where they are, right? A screen on a kiosk in a mall is going to be bigger than a screen on a point-of-sale uh, piece uh, at a register in a convenience store. But they're in probably about 50, 60 different types of places, from airports to shopping malls to doctor's offices to uh, uh, to gyms, uh, bars, restaurants, you name it. Any place there's a congregating audience that a screen can deliver content or an advertising message and capture the attention of that audience. Now, you've been a media executive for over 30 years. You've been with some terrific places from Turner Broadcasting to NBC Universal and Dow Jones. And now you're a senior executive with a company called Adomni, which is in digital out of home. Why did you make this move, John? What's so exciting about Digital Out of Home to you? Well, I, if you go back to Turner Broadcasting, I launched Turner Private Networks there, which before it was Digital Out of Home, was a satellite-fed uh, signal to TV screens that we had in shopping malls and in doctor's offices and in, in uh, airports, et cetera. So I've been in the out-of-home space through Media, through Turner Broadcasting, through CompuCook, through Cablevision, uh, as CEO of Ripple a number of times. Uh, I think the big thing, though, to answer your question directly that makes digital out of home so exciting now is as it's evolved and as the ability to capture audience the mobile devices has evolved tremendously, the data and analytics around understanding the audiences you're reaching and the performance of reaching those audiences vis-a-vis those screens has grown exponentially. And so digital out of home, who 
where out of home as a static billboard used to be in a siloed space. And then as it, as it went to satellite fed and then digitally delivered, uh, it was still in a semi-siloed space. But now with the, the level of data and analytics around what's running, who's seeing it, proof of performance metrics, and all of that that goes around it, uh, it's, it's become part of the mainstream media ecosystem. And as a result of that, it's been having, uh, I believe it's 14 quarters of straight uh, top-line growth as a category. Wow. What type of companies are using digital out of home? And can you give us an example of a campaign that someone's doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, all, all types of companies are using it. Some of the top spenders are uh, Netflix, Facebook, Google, Amazon, uh, uh, small players, local law firms. Uh, you know, we're doing campaigns for Walmart around their pickup and delivery that are very, very dynamic campaigns. No matter about a thousand screens, we change the creative for two hundred of them every single day based on the message they want around the two services that they're launching slash offering to consumers. We launched the most uh, uh, complex digital out-of-home campaign uh, last June for Carly Jenner's skincare line, where we, in two days, launched a campaign in um, uh, on 5,000 screens uh, with three creative changes uh, uh, across the United States, so uh, with 30-plus media owners. So, you know, the flexibility and ability to move quickly uh, with this medium exists uh, better than it does almost with any other medium that's out there. Now, when you think about brand building, you know, cord cutters, ad-free, media and entertainment, how does that affect the prominence or the value of digital out of home in your mind for brands? Sure. Well, brand building, uh, you know, if you take brand building from the very beginning, you're trying to reach as many people as possible with your message. Digital out of home has national scale, bar none in the U.S., but it also has uh, a tremendous local, regional, local, in-market targeting and creative uh, flexibility. Uh, by the fact that you can run digital campaigns in a market or by a zip or by a point of interest, uh, it has the ability to build a brand's message from top of funnel through mid-funnel right on down to the uh, bottom of the funnel. And different media consumption habits, especially amongst the younger generations, whether you want to call them millennials, Gen Zs, or Gen Xs, uh, they're used to getting advertising different than we were, where the 30 second which was the gold standard of TV. You know, today they're used to six second messages, eight second messages, 15 second messages. They're used to them in different places and on mobile devices. So digital at home becomes part of their consumption ecosystem as well. So it, it's a tremendous vehicle for reaching the light TV viewer, the mobile user, the cord cutter, uh, etc. You talk about the different opportunities to customize. You said uh, you can select the kind of creative you want. On this, you can select the kinds of screens you want. You can vary the length of exposure. Talk a little bit about the customization features. Sure. I mean, you can run a campaign, let's just call it for a month with one piece of creative for that entire month. You can also run a campaign for a week or for a month and say, I only, I only want to run it on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I want to have this type of creative from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., this type from 10 to 4, this type from 4 to midnight. Uh, so the ability to execute different creative executions around different times of day, if that's what you need to do, uh, is there. The ability to look at performance of a campaign during the campaign, change out creative, change media assets, all exists. It's a very 
dynamic, uh, flexible environment from an execution standpoint, vis-a-vis what existed prior to digital out-of-home in the out-of-home space, which was the static billboard, where basically you had one ad pasted up on a big billboard for a month that really couldn't be changed. And sometimes it was two months or three months, depending upon the uh, digital out-of-home company and, and, and how they ran it. Can you give me an example of uh, you know a major advertiser who is shifting their creative around and using it in this way? Sure, uh, Walmart would be an example where they're promoting their uh, pickup uh, and delivery service, two different services, and I think they're running uh, near uh, a thousand of their stores. And then they want to change the messaging every day uh, around pickup and around delivery. Uh, on average, about 200 stores. So every day we're changing out that creative to deliver a, a different message around the convenience of home pickup and uh, of, of store pickup and, and home delivery. So there's a, it's a complicated campaign, but they're utilizing it to its fullest. I understand that we can get very detailed demographics and even you know purchase profiles of people who are exposed to these out-of-home screens. Can you talk about the type of information that's available and how you get it, John? Sure. So we, we work with a company called Place IQ. Uh, but basically, digital out-of-home screens, they will do a lat launch around the individual screen, which, which consists of doing a lat launch in what's considered to be the viewable area of that screen. And then as uh, uh, consumers or the audience passes through that area, uh, they pick up and they ping about 200 million mobile devices a day to get an understanding of who those people are by where they go after that. They also do a four-month look back. So they get a very detailed understanding of the audience profile based upon age, sex, demographics, where they shop, are they, are they uh, you know, yoga enthusiasts, national park goers, NFL fans. So you get basic age and sex demos as well as more contextual demos to be able to understand who's, who's seeing those screens through, through understanding who they are vis-a-vis anonymous information from their mobile device uh, patterns. Another surprising feature you mentioned is that companies can actually retarget people who have been exposed to their ad or message. Can you talk about how, how, how are you able to retarget people? How can you find them? And then how is the retargeting done? Well, it's the same concept, and the retargeting can be as, as place IQ, but the retargeting can be done. Um, you can send the same ad or a different ad to their mobile device, which was picked up based upon going through that lat launch. Uh, and you can send it, you know, a minute later, an hour later, a day later with the same creative, with different creative. Um, you do want to have a larger campaign on that, so you have enough people traveling uh, through the lat launch or the screen viewability area to have a big enough audience. If you don't, you would have to move into like a lookalike audience, uh, which which works, but most people like the exact audience. So that that's pretty much how that works. But it's also very important for advertisers because there's a lot of research that shows that when someone sees an ad on a screen, uh, they tend to um, have like a 50% plus incident in searching uh, that ad. So if you think about retargeting on a mobile device after they've seen the ad, the influence of search will be even higher, and then search leads to looking at the product. Now, this seems like it could be a pretty affordable way to build a brand, particularly if you have a very narrowly defined target. Can you talk a little bit about the economics for, let's say, from a small business all the way up to somebody who wants to do a national campaign? Yeah, I mean, the economics are uh, uh, less expensive CPMs than traditional TV. Uh, a more brand-safe environment than the web uh, is in general. Um, 
And so, you know, you could you could be a law firm, a local law firm in Long Island, and want eight screens within three miles of your offices in these types of venues, and spend three thousand dollars for a month. Or you could be a brand that wants a region, or 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 ten markets across the country, or a national buy, and execute it that way. So it really has all of the reach to build awareness that that any other medium has, and and more in many ways. And it has the uh, hyper-local targeting capabilities for small businesses as well. So it's a very affordable, quick to get on, also low production cost in terms of the creative. You know, you're not developing a 30-second sight, sound, and motion spot. Uh, but it does have, you know, the dynamic delivery the uh, and, and video delivery uh, in, in probably about 80% of the cases. So I understand that your company, Adomni, basically is a sort of a master aggregator. You've gone out and gone across all the different media companies. And so as an individual, I can work through Adomni and I can get access to the full inventory. Give me a little more detail, again, on the types of screens. I'm kind of old-fashioned, so I imagine outdoor billboards, but you mentioned gyms, you mentioned delis, convenience stores. Give me up my imagination to see, you know, what are the kinds of screens that are out there. Yeah, so we've aggregated about 170,000 screens across 115 different media owners or publishers, and uh, those screens represent about 35 or 40 different media types. And those media types range from uh, roadside billboards to street furniture to subway to airport to malls, gyms, restaurants, um, bars, uh, nail salons, and, you know, the list could go on and on without me listing everything, but basically screens in virtually every type of public place that consumers pass by or um, or congregate in. And obviously all of those different types of screens have a different type of audience. If it's a roadside billboard, it's going to be more of a general population audience. If it's a nail salon, it's going to be more of a female skewed audience. If it's a gym, it's going to be a different demographic profile and psychographic profile. So the ability to understand the types of people that congregate is also very important in, in buying by location and audience that tends to frequent those types of locations. So Kylie Jenner apparently launched her wildly successful cosmetics line using a lot of digital out of home. Um, can you talk a little bit about her campaign or why you think uh, digital out of home might have had such a big part in its success? Well, sure. She launched her skincare line last June. Uh, they came to us uh, late in the week. I believe it was a Friday and wanted to launch on a Tuesday for two days because they knew it would sell out. So we were able to aggregate across uh, 26 publishers, um, 5,000 screens in several hundred markets and launched that, I believe it was on a Tuesday, with Coming Soon and then um, uh, arrived and then sold out, please go to our website. And I think she wanted to bring, you know, she has, I think, the largest level of Instagram or social media followers in the country. And she wanted to bring a real-world dynamic to her campaign. So, you know, you wouldn't have been able to do that uh, going to uh, 26 different media publishers and negotiating costs and negotiating contracts and the whole the whole thing in the period of time that going to a single platform that's able to execute that for you was able to do. Wow, it's, it's pretty amazing. Now, your company is very interested in putting the power of all of this in the hands of the people who are building and launching the campaigns. And I know that you have and are continuing to uh, tinker with and make better, uh, I guess, a dashboard, a digital on-screen dashboard 
that anyone can use to access your inventory, customize and run their campaign. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. The ultimate objective, and while we'll always do a level of managed services uh, for clients with very, very complicated campaigns, uh, the ultimate objective is to put the Adami platform in the hands of those that want to plan and buy digital out-of-home advertising. And as we finish that platform uh, with certain new features to it, which should be ready in the next 30 or so days, one would be able to go onto the platform, see a, um, a bar up top that would say 170,000 screens, uh, X amount of media types, X amount of impressions, and average CPM. They could then say, okay, where do I want to be? Do I want to be in California? Do I want to be in California and Illinois? San Francisco, Chicago, and Miami? Do I want to be in these zip codes? Do I want to be five miles from the uh, uh, Las Vegas Strip and run an ad? So you can pick your geography that way. You can then also, that would, then that screen would change. So if you pick Chicago and San Francisco, that 170,000 screens might go to 4,652 with the average CPM, the number of media types. You then can go with the media types and say, I want indoor only, outdoor only, or both. I want malls, gyms, and uh, restaurants and bars only, however you want to choose your media types. You can then say, I want to run by day of week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I want to run by time of day. Uh, you then can go into the audience section and find uh, over 1,100 audience filters, uh, age, sex, income, kids and household, national park goers, NFL fans. And then that would stack rank our boards on a scale of 50 to 100, 100 being the highest by those boards that have the greatest propensity to deliver that audience. Upload your creative. Uh, be able to simulate your creative on um, the screens. Uh, look at a map and hover over the dots in that market and see that screen and where that screen is. Uh, and then um, uh, put in a budget, see what your impressions are, and execute the campaign, all with what we call hands-on keys. So it's, it's, it's a one-stop shop platform where people can execute across as many publishers, media types, markets, geographies as they want. Hmm. It's I very, very you, simple. Yeah, that's really exciting. Now, Anthony, you also recently did a deal with Uber. So will we be including Uber drivers or Uber cars in the digital out-of-home screen? Yes, an exclusive partnership between Adami and Uber called Uber Out-of-Home Powered by Adami. Adami is the exclusive platform to be able to access that inventory. And right now, Uber is putting uh, digital uh, toppers on top of their cars that represent the top 1% of their drivers. And that is rolling out in Atlanta, Dallas, and Phoenix. Uh, and then it will roll out to more markets over the course of 2020 with the end goal of having in the range of 8,000 uh, automobiles uh, fitted with these screens uh, by the end of the fourth quarter. And, you know, aside from just putting a, a, a screen on top of an Uber car, Uber knows so much about these drivers that the data analytics around who they are, where they are, where they go, being able to geofence these moving vehicles and understand how you can deliver creative at different points in time is all really part of the equation that we believe is going to make it very compelling for agencies and brands looking to utilize that type of uh, media asset. John, 2020 is a big election year. I could envision uh, political candidates using digital out of home. What do you think? Well, I think it's a very important vehicle for them. They've always relied on television. But what digital out-of-home does is it gives them the ability to, and, and we know this about digital advertising, it's a very 
short burst, in and out, market to market, zip code to zip code, voting block to voting block type of delivery they look for. And digital out of home gives them the ability to move their rates to the right places at the right time for the right duration seamlessly and very, very quickly. So from that standpoint, it's very important. And it goes beyond the election year because, you know, right now we are in an election year, a presidential election year. But, you know, over the course of year to year, we have Senate races, we have uh, governor's races. But there's also a ton of issue and advocacy advertising uh, that can take advantage of this as, as well in a very cost-efficient uh, manner. All very exciting, John. Thank you. Uh, you've been listening to Overhead Space. This is Jane Cavalier. I've been speaking with media executive John McMiniman at Adomni Media, uh, one of the leaders in the digital out-of-home space. John, thanks so much for joining us. Jane, thank you very much, and have a great day. You have been listening to Overhead Space, hosted by Jane Cavalier, CEO and President of Brightmark Consulting. To read more from Overhead Space or to listen to more podcasts, visit www.brightmarkconsulting.com and check out the social media links below. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join us again for Overhead Space, business and branding insights to grow your company in the new world.